0: and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am Dandy. Dandy. And how are you, Kyle? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You're not Dandy. Well, um, You look Dandy. Okay, well then, that's good. I'm not sure how Dandy feels. Well, dandy feels dandy, of course. <laughs> that's obvious, Kyle. I'm I'm doing great. And and maybe I'm doing dandy. I just wasn't aware of it. My dad, I that's a expression I picked up from my dad. He used to call somebody a dandy if they were dressed to the nines and Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. And so you feel that way right now. Uh, well, I'm not dressed to the nines, but I do feel like <laughs> I am. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know that you're doing well. I'm also doing well, feeling good. And uh just you know, we're getting close to the husband world senior we are games and we're really close. we're getting ready for that and we're excited about it. We are. We're losing sleep, or are getting excited. <laughs> so uh, it's that time of year, for sure. There's no question about it. So, Jeff, usually to kick off the show, we like to talk about a, a health and wellness issue. We try to tackle some of the relevant things that are going yes, on in, in health and wellness, especially in active aging. We've always been... Um, you know, interested in a wide variety of different topics, and trying to cover things from diet to exercise and healthcare. Don't, don't, don't mention stretching, though. No stretching, but uh, uh, <laughs> you know, sleep. A lot, a lot of things yeah. that are important to our overall health and wellness. Today, Jeff, I want to forego that intro and jump right into our guest because I'm very excited to visit with him. So am I. Mark Middleton is the founder and CEO of the Boulder Broadcasting and Growing Boulder. Uh, He's a TV journalist, filmmaker, speaker, activist, and author. And in all of this, his focus has always been changing the culture of aging. He's won several Emmys, Jeff. Wow. He's uh, also the host for Growing Boulder Radio and is the editor of the Growing Boulder magazine. And on top of all that, Mark is also an incredible athlete in his own right and has held as many as seven master swimming world records. Wow. So this guy knows how to move down the down the pool. Yes, he does. And we're very excited, Mark, to uh, have you joining us today. How's everything going?
1: I'm just feeling dandy, Kyle. <laughs> See, he knows
0: what it means. He knows what it means. I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and Jeff. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, we're, we're excited. And, uh, you know, you're involved in so, so many things, Mark, and I just want to jump right into it. Let's, let's just tackle the big one, the elephant in the room, ageism. What's your experience with ageism, and maybe more importantly, how can we change that concept?
1: Well, ageism is, is, is very much a real thing, and I think that's the frightening thing. I mean, I honestly believe that we are all the victims of a, you know, a very subtle form of mass cultural hypnosis. So, you know, they did a study once. Kyle uh, in the 60s and 70s of all of the books, it was 11 different studies of about 780 books that were in children's literature, the the, the first reader books, and also the books that were read to us when we were young. Uh, and in those books, older people either didn't exist at all, or if they did exist, uh, they were there, you know, just for levity or had no function whatsoever. You know, maybe the old guy uh, in the back mowing his lawn, but but they provided no value. They were not relevant to the plot or the story and uh, and there's been multiple studies that have shown that by the time we are three we all have a very negative image and impression uh, of, about growing older and it continues to get worse and worse as we age and you know now we live in this world this mass media world where you know there are literally thousands of companies spending billions of dollars every year you know to promote an anti-aging agenda you know they're 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 They raise their profits by lowering our self-esteem, and, you know, it's all very, you know, subtle and covert, uh, but it is incessant and it's constant, and, you know, we've been led to believe that age is a disease, and we have it and uh it's a diagnosis that is self-confirmed every time we get a gray hair or a wrinkle or an ache or a pain you know many of the natural things uh, of aging but you know we immediately because we live in this ageist culture assume the worst because we're made to feel that way right. and you know there's been there's been multiple studies about you know what what leads to active longevity and and genetics accounts for 25% of it and our lifestyle accounts for 75% of it. And the most important determination, the most important lifestyle determination of how we age is neither diet nor exercise. It's our belief system about aging. So, you know, most of us anticipate the negative benchmarks of aging so completely that that we just – Oh, we guarantee they're going to come to pass. So you ask me about ageism, it, it is really one of the biggest problems that we face uh, as we age, if not the biggest.
0: Well, it's so interesting, Mark. You, you mentioned several studies, and you know, just anecdotally, we see that. You know, you just sit down and and watch television, or you watch a movie, and you look at the way, as you said, older people are depicted. Either they're non-existent; they're not there or there's generally a negative concept to it. And man, I'll tell you what, it feels like the uh, the, the bar just keeps getting lower and lower. I saw a, a, st- um, a story the other day uh, about a, a musical artist. It, on, it wasn't an artist that I was familiar with. I didn't listen to her music, but she was talking about how her record producer said that she was too old to per- portray herself in such a way, and she was 29, Wow. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely That's something crazy. out there and, and as you said, it, it starts so young in in the way that we view the world and the way that we picture the world and the way that we're entertained that it's no wonder that we all have kind of these hang ups about um you know, aging and, and getting older. And certainly, Mark, certainly there are challenges that come with uh, you know the act of aging, and there's no question about that. But there are so many benefits that come as well. And uh, I, I love the approach that you have taken specifically in in this concept of changing that culture of aging. And your, your catchphrase that you use throughout all of your social media and your media and even the name of your book is Growing Bolder. And I love that as a concept. Talk a little bit about how you came up with that and what it means to you to grow bolder?
1: Well, you know, it is funny that, you know, as we age, it is important for us to, more important for us to take risk as we age than when we're younger. And that kind of surprises a lot of people. And I'm not talking about the kind of risk that you know jeopardize our, our health or our well-being or our safety. But as we get older, again, because of the society and the culture we live in, uh, you know we're conditioned to withdraw. You know, no becomes the default answer to just about everything as we get older. You know, no, I'm not going to start swimming or running. No, I'm not going to travel uh, to Utah to compete in the in, in the, the Huntsman Games. No, I'm not going to. Take up a new class. You know, we we become afraid to fail. We be, we become unwilling to risk embarrassment. And so, growing bolder is just realizing that uh, you know we, we need to take chances. We need to put ourselves out there, and we need to engage in life. Uh, you guys know this better than anybody because your event reflects this. Uh, there's the one thing every healthcare organization in the world is talking about now is the importance of socialization. As we age, low socialization is more harmful to our health than smoking, alcoholism, or obesity, which is just stunning. Uh, You know, loneliness is killing people, and uh, most people just withdraw. So the the socialization aspect of life is so critical as we get older, and, you know, so growing bolder is pretty much putting yourself out there, taking chances. You know, I, I say often that uh, the key to successful aging is to not mourn what's lost, but to celebrate what remains. You know, it's just it's just a, uh, a a flip of of how you view things. We've interviewed probably more active centenarians than any media group in the world, and they are very diverse. They're as different as anyone could be, which is great news for all of us because they're black, they're white, uh, they're all religions, they're poor, they're wealthy, they're urban, uh, they they are rural. But, the one common thing they all have is loss. If you live long enough, you are going to uh, experience one loss after another, you know things like keys, the ability to drive uh, your, your spouse, your friends, on and on and on and those who age successfully are able to adapt and accommodate they They, they, they mourn and move on. you know some people just get devastated by things, so growing bolder is is not ignoring the reality of our mortality. It's not pretending that we all aren't gonna face, you know, some setbacks as we age, as you've indicated, but it's you know, it's looking at the opportunity of age and, you know, I, I just can't see why anybody would want to do anything other than that.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that approach. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life and we're talking with media mogul activist swimming world record holder Mark Middleton about aging and about growing bolder and what that concept means. And you know, we, we talked at the beginning about how pervasive the the concept is portrayed that growing older is a is a bad thing, it's a negative thing, that there's no value in it or uh, that can be derived from those who are experiencing it. And yet, reality shows us otherwise. Mark, you've been involved in media, as you mentioned, you've interviewed centenarians from all walks of life. You've you've really dug into. You know the aging population as as a culture and as individuals, and you've you've really discovered some pretty amazing stories that that really counteract some of what the uh, the mainstream media and, and some of our own preconceived notions might be telling us. Um, I'm wondering if you could share maybe one of your favorite stories that you've run into as you've con- you know really dug into this concept of growing bolder and looked for people who are living that lifestyle.
1: Well, yeah. Well, thank you for, for that, Kyle. There there are endless number of stories, and uh, you know the truth of the matter is, people say, where do you find these stories? And the answer is, they are everywhere. They really are, and there just aren't many of us uh, telling those stories. Um, and we have found, and the reason we tell those stories is that, uh, you know, as much as I quote statistics, and I know I've quoted a bunch already in this interview. Uh, It's really not statistics and it's not the opinion of experts or the results of some academic study uh, that motivates people to change. It's the example of someone like them. When we can see ourselves in others, that's when the magic of personal transformation occurs. So we specialize in telling the stories of ordinary people living extraordinary lives. And, you know, so so many of them are not all that outrageous, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, one example after another. I love to tell the story of Orville Rogers, and, you know, he may have competed in one of your events. He's 101 or 102 now. Uh, But Orville uh, suffered a serious stroke when he was 93, and his entire left side was paralyzed, and uh, he literally couldn't move his face, his arms, his legs. And, you know, he's 93 years old. He suffered a serious stroke. And, you know, his doctors said what doctors say to someone who was 93-year-old. You know, it's been a good run, Orville. Take it easy. You know, get on the couch. You're done. His family, his friends, everybody told him he was done. You know, this, this is the narrative that we hear all the time. But Orville didn't want to be done. And the reason he didn't want to be done is that he loved the socialization that he got from competing in track and field. Uh, He competed a lot, and he wanted to continue. And he told his doctor, give me the most intense rehabilitative program you can because I am coming back. (laughs) And not only did he come back, he's now 101, he's set world records, he travels the world, he's returned to the lifestyle that he loves. And it's all because, A, he refused to give up, but more importantly, he was prehabilitated. And this is another one of my favorite topics. I think that prehabilitation is the biggest no-brainer that there is when it comes to aging. And prehabilitation is simply uh, movement. It's exercise, it's socialization, it's all of these kinds of things. And the reason we prehabilitate is because it is a given, as you've mentioned already, that all of us will experience a series of physical setbacks as we age. It's part of the human condition. We know it's going to happen, and to a large degree, the extent of our recovery afterwards, the kind of interventions that are offered to us when we suffer that are dependent upon our overall fitness at the time, not our age, but our overall fitness. So if we know this is going to happen to us and we know Uh, our ability to recover from it is going to be determined by our overall fitness. Why are we not all prehabilitating? So, you know, if you don't like exercise, uh, think of it as prehabilitation. So I I love those stories, and I ran into one at the National Senior Games where where you guys were recently in Albuquerque. Uh, I I was speaking to a a caregiving conference a couple of years ago about the the notion that I just mentioned, when we can see ourselves in others. And a woman came up to me afterwards and said, my 92-year-old mother was the most vibrant woman I've ever seen at 92 until she fell and broke her hip. And when she did, she lost her zest for life, and she died within six weeks. And I said to her, Mom, what happened? Why are you so depressed? And she said, Honey, nobody my age ever comes back from a broken hip. And she said, if I I could have showed her one example of someone who was over 90 who came back from a broken hip, I think she'd still be alive. And I said, you know what? I'm going to find that person for you. And in Albuquerque, I ran into Dottie Gray, who fell out of her bed at 93 years old and shattered her hip. And her doctors told her she was done. She would never walk again. But because she was involved in master sports and senior sports, she also rehabilitated uh, like uh, Orville Rogers did. She was prehabilitated like Orville Rogers was and she worked and came back and she ran in a 100-meter dash at the at the National Senior Games this year, a little more than a year after falling and breaking her hip at 93. So, those are the kind of stories that get me excited. Just ordinary people because they don't buy into all of the crap that we're told uh, are able to come back and continue to lead these kinds of lives, uh, you know, until the very end.
0: That's uh two amazing stories there. And, uh, you know, we know, we know Dottie, uh, for sure. He's been, she's been one of our athletes here. In fact, we had her on the show a couple of years ago before she had fallen and broken her hip. She's got an incredible, amazing story. And you talk about prehabilitation and that concept of just getting ready for what's coming up. You know, we're all going to be facing challenges, whatever they are, whether they're mental, spiritual, emotional, physical, and to prehabilitate yourself for that is such a beautiful concept. But yes, Dottie is just one of those success stories that you just can't, you just can't say enough about. And the great thing about Dottie that I think is so important for all of us to know and to remember is that she became this world-class athlete, but she didn't really start until she was in her fifties. And, um, you know, she, she ran the Boston Marathon in her seventies and she was just a media sensation uh, because she was 72 and she was running the Boston Marathon and everybody wanted to visit with her. And she was such a, you know, such a a, a, a draw and a, and a magnetic story. And she was it was so amazing. But that was 20 some years ago. And she's yep. still out there doing amazing things. And as you mentioned, she she went to Albuquerque, New Mexico for the National Senior Games, a great organization of which we are a part of. And she's there running a 100 meter dash after a broken hip at ninety some years old it's incredible it's incredible and and again, it comes down to that concept, mark that you mentioned of prehabilitation. and uh, I love it I yeah. think it's a beautiful concept
1: you know the other thing that I love to talk about, and uh, you know sometimes i I try very hard not to talk about sports and athletics because I I don't want to send the message that you have to be a competitive athlete or you have to compete in anything, uh, you know, because there's, there's zillions of stories. So many
0: great things out there in addition to sports, but sports is definitely one of them.
1: Yeah, it really is. And, And it sends a great message. And the thing that I've learned from sports is, you know, this what used to be called a theory, the theory of compressed morbidity, which now is no longer a theory. It's been proven. And, you know, compressed morbidity uh, is the idea that we can shorten the period of disease, disability, and morbidity at the end of our lives, and, and the people who represent that better than anybody are, are senior athletes. Uh, you know, I'm sure you guys know of Charles Euster, uh who was uh, an English guy who, uh, you know, set a world record and essentially, uh, you know, died a week later, and Olga Kotelko who was a Canadian woman who competed in the world championships uh, in Europe and at 93 and said goodbye to her friends and flew home and wrote a chapter of her book and went to bed one night and didn't get up the next morning. And the examples of those are endless. Uh, Dottie Gray will probably uh, run one day and, and die that night. I mean, I've had dozens of friends, you know, since I've been doing this that, you know, it's always hard to see them go, but, you say, man, sign me up for compressed morbidity. If I can continue (laughs) to be active and engaged and traveling and having fun right up to the last minute and avoid these two and three decades of gradual decline that most people uh, that are couch potatoes experience, I mean, that that, that may be one of the greatest rewards of all for for being involved in in events like yours.
0: Absolutely, and that's the goal. You know, that's what we're all striving for, and that's what we're shooting for, and that's why I love it so much when we run into – People who you know have been waiting to turn fifty so that they can compete in the senior games yeah. so those people get it you know they they understand the importance of of that uh, that lifestyle and and how motivating competition can be, but you know mark you you nailed it as well. the sports is only one avenue of self expression and uh, certainly, it's a great one. It's one that we're very involved in that we feel passionately about. But there's there's so many other things that can get you, keep you engaged in your life, whether it's painting or volunteering at a at an elementary school and reading to kids or or whatever it is. There's so many ways that you really can grow bolder and to apply that lifestyle throughout, you know, your entire life. It's just, there's so many inspiring things and so many inspiring stories out there. I want to ask you to tell one more story of a young lady that you ran into out there at, at uh, New Mexico at Al- the Albuquerque Games. Hurricane Hawkins. What can you tell us <laughs> about Hurricane Hawkins?
1: Well, you know, it's uh, I, I love to tell that story because it, it, it's part of a series of slides that I show that begins with Ida Keeling, who... Uh, you know, ran 100 meters at the Penn Relays uh, when she was 101 like three years ago. And uh, it was televised and video of Ida Keeling went viral. And it was seen by Ella Mae Colbert, who was a 101-year-old woman living in South Carolina who never thought about running 100 meters, but she saw Ida do it and Thought maybe she could do it, and when Ida did it, she broke the world record for women, 100 to 104 by I think 17 seconds. And then Ella wow. May ran faster than that. It didn't count because it wasn't a sanctioned uh, event. Uh, and, and then that was seen by Julia Hawkins, who was also 101 at the time, in uh, Louisiana. And and Julia was a was a cyclist. She competed uh, in, in cycling for a while, but she quit uh, in her late 90s or 100 and. Uh, she started to run for the first time at 100 and immediately set the world record. And she was 103 when she got to Albuquerque, and uh, she became, every time she runs now, she does this, but she became the oldest female ever to run in an officially sanctioned track and field event. And she did not break the world record that she set two years ago, but she came pretty darn close. But The media from all over the world picked up video of that run, uh, and it was seen literally, you know, tens of millions of times. Everybody being inspired by this woman, and we interviewed her three years ago after she set the world record on our radio show. And and I asked her, I said, "Julia, you're 101 years old. Uh, You're running in only your second track meet ever. Uh, You've had cardiac issues. Uh, Aren't you afraid?" And she said, honey, I was scared to death. I was afraid I was going to have a heart attack. I was afraid I was going to have a stroke. I was afraid I was going to trip and break a hip. I was afraid I was going to embarrass my family. I was so afraid that I took care of some personal business at home before I left in case I never returned. But this is what you have to do when you get to be my age. You have to look fear in the face, and you have to run. And, of course, she didn't mean run literally. She meant you just have to look fear in the face and you have to move forward. And then fast forward to a month or so ago in Albuquerque, uh, and and I said, do you still feel uh, like what you're doing is meaningful? And she said, it's why I do it. I have to do it. Sometimes I feel running like this at 103 years old is silly. Uh, But if I can inspire people to know that more is possible – and then I said, Julia, what do you say to people who think that life at 103 can't be worth living? And she said, Oh, honey, it is. I love every minute of my life. I don't see well, uh, but I've got an audiobook. I don't hear well, but I've got hearing aids. Doctors can keep you moving these days. All you have to do is don't eat too much, don't fall down, and keep moving. <laughs> and uh, you know, so she, she's a wealth of information, and she's you know she's one of those someone like me that inspire, and, and that's what I love really the most about what we do Kyle. And, and I'm sure cause you guys are, you guys are a media group as well. You're a marketing agent. Sure, you sure. guys, you guys are sending the message out there. That's well above and beyond what someone swam a hundred meters in. And, uh, and, and, and so the message that she is sending out there is something that resonates with young people. You know, th- that's really where the power is, is, is that someone who's 20 and 30 looks at her and thinks, wow, this is what's possible at 103. It totally disrupts their belief system about what's possible and, and changes the way they age. So that's why we love to tell those stories and, and, and show the video of people doing stuff like that.
0: And it is amazing. It is truly inspiring. We've only got fifteen seconds. Mark, tell us how we get a hold of this book, "Growing Boulder: Defying the Insidious Cult of Youth."
1: Uh, well, thank you. You can get it on Amazon. Just, uh, just, but uh, just put "Growing Boulder" in there, and I, I think you'll like it. It's a playbook for life. And you started off, uh, Kyle, asking the first question: uh, What's "Growing Boulder" about? Uh, go to "Growing uh, Growing Boulder's" uh, Facebook page because we just posted a video that is kind of our new brand video that. Uh, pretty much summarizes the growing boulder ethos and what we're all about and what we're trying to, uh, to spread.
0: Excellent. Growing Boulder, check that out on amazon.com check out Facebook, do a search for Growing Boulder. I think you'll be impressed with the work that's going on there. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Mark. Well,
1: well thank you, uh, Kyle and Jeff for what you guys do. You run an amazing event and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get there
0: real soon myself. Lots of fun, lots of fun. Speaking uh, of yeah. which speaking of which Jeff, we're almost out of time yes, to register are. for that amazing event. Right few weeks. Registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games ends on September 1st. We are on track for a participation record, though, so uh, don't miss out. No. Check us out. It's easy to register. All you have to do is visit seniorgames.net, click on register, and you can choose for your favorite of our 32 different sports. Once you've registered, you can be one of more than 11,000 athletes who are mm-hmm. growing bolder, who are... Uh, really pushing themselves and the conventions that society places on them. That's right. The dates for the 2019 Huntsman World Senior Games are October 7th through the 19th. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also download this and other episodes right from our website. Once again, that is seniorgames.net. Our inspirational thought for the day is from Dara Torres, multi-time Olympic medalist. She says, Jeff, never put an age limit on your dreams. Why that the truth? Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.